0: Hey there, everyone. It's Joe from Ainsley's Gold Silver Standard Insights, brought to you by goldsilverstandard.com and ainsleybullion.com.au. Today's topic is Pound Plummets, Bank of England Fails to Calm the Masses. Now, that was posted on the Ainsley website. I'll put a link below for you to follow along. And of course, we have Chris Tipper here to break down that news. And joining Chris today is Branko from the Ainsley team. And he also happened to have written today's
1: article as well. So, Branko, welcome back to the show. And, Chris, over to you. Thanks, Joe. Today, we're once again looking at risk in our portfolios, being driven by those increasing rates and inflation continuing to push the US dollar relentlessly higher. We're now at the point where the entire financial systems of major countries and economies from around the world are starting to break and it is happening very quickly. We've been predicting this here on Insights and continue to watch it unfold as closely as we can, Um, But their policy responses are causing real pain to Main Street and will therefore continue to flow into pressure in the stock markets around the world, which are now sitting right on the edge of breaking down below those previous lows established earlier this year. This pain is not just being um, tolerated by central banks, it's actually being encouraged by them. And they're prepared to turn everyone's lives upside down, basically, sacrificing the jobs of working families to get the inflation that they are ultimately responsible for creating back under control. It remains to be seen if governments and central banks can really stay the course, given just how much pain has already been experienced, and is about to get even worse, really. But for now, things are not looking good for the average person who is not shielding from any of this, uh, they're not shielded, sorry, from any of this chaos. As we're pushing into territory where a supercharged USD entering danger zones um, becomes increasingly volatile, today we have Branko with us to look at what is happening in two economies in particular, the UK and Japan. To give us some idea of what is happening there and what we can expect, these are major economies, so we need to be paying attention and protecting ourselves accordingly, as what happens there could be a dress rehearsal for what happens right here in the weeks and months ahead. So thanks for joining us again, Branko, and thanks for your research into this important topic for the news today. Thanks for having me. The first question I had was, what does a rapidly depreciating pound mean for the UK and its citizens? Because we've seen, really, the pound just fall off a cliff there. Um, and this is obviously attributed to US dollar strength because that's the flip side of that trade. So what's that all about? Can you give us a little bit of background on that?
2: Yeah, so I think you said it great that you know, the US dollar is very strong and the pound is very weak. So it's almost overly exacerbated how weak the pound is. And in terms of how UK citizens are going to be affected by this, you're going to see businesses that require imports, that require you know, other currencies, right? Yep. They're um, going to have to pay more on the pound. So their prices are going to go up and then their citizens are going to pay more for those same products. So domestic inflation is going to be significantly higher. And as we kind of all know in Australia, for example, you know, inflation isn't uh, like just some economic growth number that you don't really feel. You really feel the effects of inflation, right? been I mean, with the grocery store, you know, prices have shot up. So People in the UK are in for a rude awakening and their inflation figure at 9.9% could get significantly worse.
1: So it's it's obviously very high and it's been pretty much a straight line in the wrong direction for them at the moment. Is there a way out of this crisis for them or are they stuck? It's very difficult to see
2: a way out in the short term. They could continue the rate rises that we're seeing. Their Bank of England, Central Bank, they rose the um, interest rates by 50 basis points last week. So they could continue down that line and that will hopefully ease things over the long term. But over the short term, it is difficult to see a way out, especially because consumer confidence in the pound is quite low. And so you're not going to really get that aggressive buying because everyone is really kind of worried about what's going on. So people staying on the sidelines, they're not willing to buy up the pound. And then as a consequence, you're going to see that high inflation.
1: Sure. So. I know and you touched on this a little bit but really part of the problem as far as I can see it is that you have two forces working against each other in the UK because government policy tends to be about um, providing some relief to people as is necessary because they're under a lot of a lot of stress so does that work though if you've got the Bank of England trying to increase pressure through increased rates and you've got the government effectively working in the opposite direction trying to relieve pressure are, are they working against each other just does it work
2: yeah i think this is kind of an important point is you've got the government on one side trying to in my opinion kind of win votes if i'm being honest right to give all these tax cuts you know 45 billion in tax cuts which is going to increase inflation and the bank of England trying to um you know kind of control inflation by raising rates and so they're not actually achieving any goal just pulling on like opposite ends of the string, they're not targeting one direction. So it's going to be very difficult to achieve anything this way. And I think, you know, most economists believe that these tax cuts are a poor decision. And it's only going to increase inflation and make things worse on top of what we're already seeing.
1: So I, I want to sort of turn attention a little bit to Japan, because a lot of people hold that up as the example of what happens when you really intervene for a very long time because obviously Japan's had intervention for decades now Um, does the UK situation where they're at the moment relate to Japan's situation in any way like is there some comparisons we can make there about sort of how they how they got into this situation maybe or or what happens next based on what we've seen happen in Japan
2: so in Japan you know this time last year the yen was at about 110 per US dollar Mm. and now it's about 145 so it's also seen a massive kind of depreciation Mm. and I think that there are a few uh, key differences and key similarities that are of interest so the first one I actually find interesting is that you know their government and central bank are actually working in tandem unlike what we have in England so the central bank in Japan aren't raising rates and it actually makes more sense for them not to do so because their inflation is only about 3%, which is, you know, half of what Australia is at 6 and, you know...
1: About a third of the UK. Yeah,
2: yeah. so it makes sense as to why they're not raising rates. And the government is kind of um, towing that line as well. However, they're also suffering the consequences of not raising rates in this high interest environment and seeing, you know, a similar depreciation. And now we're seeing them, the Central Bank of Japan, having to actually intervene in in you know in the currency and try and hold it up, and that's you know really not working at the moment. And I think that it's kind of interesting to see if the Central Bank of England is forced to do that as well.
1: So can we dig a little bit further into that because. That intervention that happened, from what I could see on the charts at least, didn't appear to do a lot for very long because it, it it did result in a little bit of weakness in the US dollar for a day and then we were back at it. Yeah. Um, did, do you think that the um, if they were to do that with the pound, it would be effective? So do you think this idea of intervening currencies actually works based on what you've seen with that Japan example?
2: I don't think it works and I would actually um, liken it to When the Central Bank of England um, the other day tried to make some positive announcements about how they would control inflation, just a blip on the screen, goes up a little bit and then we're back down, right? So people don't actually care about these kind of small, like they're not small, but taking gestures. Yeah. It's more about like, what's the broader trend, right? And I mean, if you look at a chart, it's blindly obvious, you know, pounds at like nearly a 50 year low. So Difficult to see how an intervention or any kind of statement from the Central Bank of England is going to change this. And I think that if we continue down this track of the government and the central bank working in opposite directions, it's going to be a lot of pain for the people of England, the country and their economy.
1: And, and that reflects on us here because it's something we need to be aware of because obviously that um, is a model and we need to see if, if other countries attempt to replicate that model. It's not necessarily a um, a, a good idea if it doesn't work. And I, something I've been thinking about is the potential for global intervention. Whether we get all of the banks effectively lining up together, do you have sort of any opinion on that? Whether that would work?
2: Yeah, that's an interesting viewpoint. I, I, I mean, I think it's more likely that a, a the central bank of England, right? If every country were to do it, their intervention would more likely work. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. Still, you know, I do know that it would have rippling effects into different assets in the economy, which would be very interesting because that'd be quite a, you know, significant event. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say it makes central bank of England more likely that their intervention would work, but on a global level, I still don't think it's what's best for the economy.
1: No. And, and we've seen a lot of history saying that intervention of any type like that um, ultimately doesn't work if it's not, it's not fixing the underlying problem. So that's always an issue, I suppose. Yeah. So, so thank you so much for your insights and analysis um, on all of that today, Branko. We've, A lot of things keep watching closely because it is an important juncture. So it certainly helps have people like you who can explain what's happening and help us interpret it all. So we really appreciate that.
2: Thanks for having me on. Look forward to seeing you next time.
0: Great. Thanks, Brendan. Well, thanks so much for being on the show again, Branko and Chris. I'll see you on the next one. And for the audience, if you'd like to continue the conversation with Chris and Branko, head over to the Discord channel. That's discord.gg forward slash gold. They'll be there for the next one or two hours after the upload of this video. So it's a perfect chance to ask your questions and give us some valuable feedback as well. So I also want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel for the wide range of informational videos that we offer five days a week. That's youtube.com slash Ainsley Bullion. And while you're there, check out goldsilverstandard.com. That's bringing gold and silver into the digital world. As we always say here at the end, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world. Take care. We'll see you next time.